Welcome to All Places Together. Here we believe that our stories are connected to one another and rooted in God's radical love for diverse creation. Wherever you are, whoever you are, however you are, take a deep breath and get ready to mix it up. Mixtape Volume 5, Make the Yuletide Gay, is dropping now. I'm Pastor Colleen, the pastor here of All Places Together. I'm so thankful that you are spending part of your Yuletide with us. I'm especially excited because this is an extra special episode. It's Mixtape Volume 5. If you've never heard one of our mixtapes before, they are a special blend of Bible stories and faith stories from some friends of All Places Together. And since it's Christmas, this one will have all of the Jingle Bell beats that you need to increase your holiday pleasure. Now, not only is this mixtape number five, it's also the fifth installment of our Make the Yuletide Gay series. All Places Together and Technicolor Ministries have been spending December exploring how to make the Yuletide gay. And in this episode, you'll hear from several of our guests and a new friend as they answer the question, what was your gayest Christmas? I need to be honest, part of the reason I wanted to do this series and also have this question be the focus of the mixtape was because I wasn't sure what it meant for me to make the Yuletide gay. This is my first Christmas being all the way out. And I freshly remember how crappy I felt last year only being kinda out. So I wanted other friends in the community to help teach me how to have a queer Christmas. I bought a Christmas dress that is multicolored. Our tree has pride ornaments on it. And I've been watching and reading queer Christmas romances. But was that enough? It turns out that this question of what's your queerest, gayest Christmas was harder for everyone to answer than I anticipated. Here's Pastor Katie, they, them, of Technicolor Ministries, asking Pastor Alfie, they, them, what their gayest Christmas was. You may remember that Pastor Alfie was our guest from the first episode of the series. So, like, if I had you choose the, like, the queerest Christmas, that'd be amazing. Um, I would say probably one of the things would be that I, like, I'm around those who support me and love me. Um, because, unfortunately, like, so many of them are spread out through the world at this point in time. Like, right? Then we're not all in the same location. 
So actually being able to be together with all of them, I think would be great. Um, it would be incredibly amazing to be able to have. Um, and I think, however, like, cliche or basic this may sound like, being able to just be with people versus, like, any sort of specific event. Um, because as I've kind of struggled with, like, what this means to have a not- to not have a very fully affirming family, I've kind of come in a lot of ways to the conclusion of, like, that matters a lot- relationships matter a lot more for me than it would necessarily for other people because of that. I don't have anything, like, really- like, I'm kind of boring in some ways. <laughs> just- I'm pretty easy to make happy in most cases. Like, you know, I just rather- I would like to be around people who love me and care about me and support me, and that would be probably my best Christmas story. No, that's- that's awesome, and I think really helpful, because I think, uh, people tend to look at queer folk as, like, queerest Christmas would obviously be rainbow tree and glitter everywhere, and- Well, of course I want a rainbow tree. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we just like the old school Hallmark movie, right? Like sometimes yeah. we just want to be with people we love mm. in a nice, quiet Christmas. Um, so no, that's that's an excellent desired Christmas story. Thank you. Well, and it's like I've never been very much like a holiday holiday person. Like very, so it's just one of those things where it's like for me, it's also like I've never been much about decorating. And like part of that's probably how I grew up because my family never was. Like, we never decorated the house. Like, I think we stopped having a Christmas tree, like, when I was in middle school. <laughs> so, like, my family, I've never, like, become tied to those, like, physical examples of what Christmas are, is. It's always been about who I'm with. Okay, so rainbow Christmas tree, yes. People who love us unconditionally, yes. But the rest? It is hard to say. In fact, everyone we asked this question of had some variation of this response. Oh, it's a great question. I need to think about it. And their follow-up questions often included, is this queer enough? Is this gay enough? which was my original struggle too. But I can assure you that these friends and their stories are beautiful and they embody several of the deep and beautiful meanings of Christmas. Moreover, they have helped me rest in this truth. Because I am bi, whatever Christmas I have is queer and queer enough. I hope that they can help you rest in your belovedness too. So let's begin. Let's open this Christmas mixtape together. While Mary, the mother of Jesus, was still pregnant and expecting, she went to visit her cousin Elizabeth. Elizabeth was also miraculously pregnant. Her and her husband, Zachariah, had been unable to have children for many, many years. But God intervened and they conceived a child. When Mary arrives at Elizabeth's house, the baby in Elizabeth's stomach flips 
around. From uterus to uterus, Elizabeth's baby recognizes Mary's baby. In response to Elizabeth's welcome and exclamation of this happening, Mary sings this song that is now known as the Magnificat. I'm reading from Luke 1, verses 46 to 55, from Wilda Gaffney's A Women's Lectionary for the Whole Church, Year W. My soul magnifies the Holy One, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For God has looked with favor on the lowliness of God's own womb slave. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is God's name. God's loving kindness is for those who fear God from generation to generation. God has shown the strength of God's own arm. God has scattered the arrogant in the intent of their hearts. God has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. God has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. God has helped God's own child Israel, a memorial to God's mercy. Just as God said to our mothers and fathers, to Hagar and Sarah and Abraham, to their descendants forever. And Mary remained with Elizabeth for about three months, and then she returned home. While Christmas celebrates the birth of Jesus, Jesus is born into and is part of a longer faith tradition. The Jewish people had been waiting on a Messiah to save them for generations. Jesus is born into and is part of a faith tradition that cares for all people in need, like how Mary describes in this song. Whenever we care for those in need, and especially when we are blessed by those interactions, we are experiencing the hope of Christmas, that all will be fed. Micah McNett, she, her, was our guest on coming out at Christmas. Before beginning seminary, Micah served as a young adult in global mission in the United Kingdom. Here, Micah shares a story about all being fed and the power of chosen family at Christmas. first Christmas I ever spent alone, I was serving as a young adult in global mission for the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. I was living in Manchester, England with an older woman who um, lived alone if it wasn't for me and had a history of taking in sort of stray people. That year for Christmas, though, she had planned to be away with family, and it left me alone in the house. And as a young 22-year-old, being alone in a foreign land, away from my family for Christmas, I was a little sad and unsure how I would spend the day. One of the people who I volunteered with, though, suggested that I go to a neighboring church on Christmas Day where they planned on 
cooking and serving Christmas dinners for people in their area. And the people who were invited to come were older folks who would be alone, members of the community, people who were homeless or lived well below the poverty line. Everyone was welcome. I served Christmas dinners to so many people that day and got to know the people who I was serving with. And as we all gathered together in the Christmas spirit, making sure everyone was well-fed, felt loved, felt cared for, seen, and known that day, I got this sense that this is what Jesus came. This is why we have Emmanuel, God with us, is to build this community, this found family together, which as I've grown into my identity as a queer person, I find that this is a beautiful, wonderful expression of God's queer love and joy and hope for us that we can build family wherever, whoever, and however we are. Thank you, Micah, for sharing how you both shared and received grace and love on Christmas, one of the core hopes for all people on this holiday. You're an encouragement to us to reach beyond our traditions and expectations to see how we can embody Jesus and the words of the Magnificat in the world around us. Micah's story touched on another theme of Christmas not having somewhere to go. As Mary and Joseph traveled to Bethlehem to be counted in the census, they didn't have somewhere to go either. This is Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7, the Common English Bible. In those days, Caesar Augustus declared that everyone throughout the empire should be enrolled in the tax lists. The first enrollment occurred when Quirinius governed Syria. Everyone went to their own cities to be enrolled. Since Joseph belonged to David's house and family line, he went up from the city of Nazareth in Galilee to David's city called Bethlehem in Judea. He went to be enrolled together with Mary, who was promised to him in marriage and who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for Mary to have her baby. She gave birth to her firstborn child, a son wrapped him snugly and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the guest room. Welcoming in those who have nowhere else to go is a meaning of Christmas. Finding yourself on either side of this situation at Christmas can be a common theme for queer folks as well. Distance in relationships with biological family for any reason may mean that we find ourselves alone. Knowing what that distance can feel like often means that queer folks are willing to open up our homes and tables to others as well. Pastor Katie shares their queerest Christmas story now, a story about being welcomed and finding more family.
All right, so Queerest Christmas Story. I uh, was at the time in seminary in Berkeley, California, and I had had a falling out with my mom. Um, I normally would go home to Texas for Christmas, but it just wasn't gonna happen this year. Uh, so I didn't know what to do. I wasn't sure who I was gonna spend the holidays with. Most of my seminary classmates were also going home. And so I was gonna be stuck by myself in California for the holidays, which sounds like the most depressing thing possible. So I had to figure this out. And so I got on Facebook and there's a, a group called Proclaim that includes a whole bunch of queer pastors and deacons from all over the country. And I said, guys, what, what do you think I should do? Like, I have no clue here. I'm completely lost. I need your best queer Christmas advice. How do I do this by myself? And instead of doing it by myself, I got several invites to go join people at their homes for Christmas. And one of them uh, was up in Washington State, which was like really too far for me to drive at that point in time. But one of them was in Santa Monica, California, where uh, Mandy and Chelsea Ockerberg, who if they're listening, hi, uh, if you're not, that's okay. But they were interning down in Santa Monica and Hollywood. And I was like, you know what, eight hours to LA, I can do. So. I drove eight hours down to Los Angeles and had like the best queer Christmas with these two people I had never met before. Like we just knew each other online in a very cursory way. And I was like, you know what? Sure, Holy Spirit, let's go down to California for Christmas. And we had the best time. They bought me these great whiskey glasses for my Christmas gift because they didn't want me to have Christmas with no gifts and I slept on an air mattress in their living room. We walked down through the Santa Monica Pier and, and on the beach, Venice Beach. Um, and it was just like a really wonderful, low-key Christmas. Uh, we went to uh, St. Paul, Santa Monica for Christmas Eve as a, a church service, which let me tell you, uh, their entire worship team is pretty much retired Hollywood set designers who are also all fabulous gay men. And so you walk in and there are like 12 Christmas trees, these amazing wreaths and garland everywhere. I felt like I had walked into a Home Alone Christmas piece. Um, and so it was just, it was the most amazing queer Christmas with queer folks and queer set designers for worship um, that, I, I really could have imagined, and they are now 100% a part of my chosen family. And I am I'm really just so grateful for having said yes to that initial invitation into their lives and to bring them into mine. Thank you, Katie, for sharing this powerful story of hospitality. In addition of inspiring us to want to travel to that congregation during Christmas, you've also reminded us about the transformation that can occur when we open ourselves up to the unexpected. Finally, one of the most powerful meanings of Christmas is that Jesus is born in a particular place at a particular time to particular parents so that all people born in all places, at all times, in all families, could come to know the love of God. As it says in Matthew 1, 22-23, all of this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. 
Look, the virgin shall become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God is not just with some of us. God is with all of us. Moreover, God is with and for all parts of us, all of the intersecting identities that make each of us up. Pastor Jay Mitchell, he, him, serves as pastor at Christ's Ascension in Philadelphia. He's a graduate of the Lutheran Seminary at Philadelphia, and he taught me much of what I know about fancy Lutheran worship. Jay's gayest Christmas story is a celebration of how God loves all of us and all that makes us us. Jay Mitchell, a baptized child of God who uses pronouns like he and him. I serve as pastor of Christ Ascension Lutheran Church in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I was asked to share one of my gayest Christmas memories, and I'm not going to lie, it took me a minute to think of it. You can even ask the producers of this advent calendar. I was late getting them my memory because I just wasn't sure that any of my memories were gay enough. You see, I grew up as a rather privileged gay, cisgender white man, all of those privileges, but in addition to that, the privilege of being one of those people that just never had to come out. Everybody sort of just knew. So really, when I told people it was more a confirmation than and a coming out. So when I think about gay Christmas memories, I think of Christmas memories. I served as the organist and music director at my congregation in high school, and I had grown up always passionate about church and was lucky enough to be in congregations that loved me and all the gifts I had to bring But as I think about Christmas memories and my being gay, I guess some of those memories are the first Christmas that I really thought maybe I could be a pastor. But given the times, I would have either had to sacrifice who I was, or sacrifice who I loved, or sacrificed being a pastor. But... I'm a pastor, so everything seems to have worked out there. And I realize that's not everywhere and everyone who has that sort of uh, affirmation of themselves and their calling. But as I think about how I've lived out Christmas as an out gay man, I don't know. I've never been a particularly flamboyant gay But when it comes to Christmas, I suppose there's a little bit of flamboyance and opulence and fabulousness to all of our celebrations. 
So I thought, and I thought, well, maybe the first Christmas I served as a pastor, as I was preparing for the day, and as I was standing at the head of the aisle for our opening procession on Christmas Eve, wearing my brand new coat. That's the long cape-like vestment that some formal pastors and bishops wear. Something I had longed for, yearned after, and kind of was jealous of most of my life as someone who loved all the fabulousness that goes along with worship. Or maybe, maybe my gayest Christmas memory was the first year that I was able to sign someone's name next to mine in my annual Christmas card. And it wasn't just a joke person or my roommate at the time, but someone that I loved and that I expected to be signing his name next to mine and letting that be for many people the first time that they saw our names together. I don't know. It, it's hard to think of my gayest Christmas memory but as I sat and thought about it, I realized that really my gayest Christmas memory hasn't happened quite yet. I'm waiting in anticipation for my gayest Christmas, which is this one, 2022, when I will celebrate Christmas with my husband, our first Christmas as a married couple, and me as a pastor. And everything that that entails being able to fully celebrate who I am and who I love and being a pastor and my call to serve the church. And yes, I will dance my way down the aisle in a fabulous cope and I will celebrate with all the opulence and fabulousness that is Christmas and celebrate. I hope you have that opportunity too, even if it's just with some of your closest and most trusted friends or family. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Jay, for sharing how you have grown into all who God created you to be. You are an encouragement to all of us who are still on their journey to fulfilling their calls and searching for love that fills their hearts. Jay, may your first Christmas with your husband be extra merry and bright. These, then, are some of the meanings of what it is to make the Yuletide gay, to have a queer Christmas, to embody God's love that cares for all and provides for all, to welcome and be welcomed when there is nowhere else to go, and to bask in the beauty that is you, who God came to earth to love. May you trust in God's deep and abiding love for you this Christmas and always. May you embody that love in your relationship with family, friends, and strangers too. May you welcome those who are in need of a safe place and grace. And may you let yourself be welcomed into such places too. Jesus was born for you, my friend, wherever, whoever, and however you are. A prayer for Christmas. Holy God, being born in human form was quite queer, yet it is one of the clearest ways that we know you are with us. 
in his birth, Jesus chooses to be with us where we are, who we are, as we are. While we feast, sustain those who go without. While we celebrate in decorated homes, open our hearts to invite others in to safety and joy. While we share gifts, remind us that all good things are gifts from you. May all of the love we share this Yuletide reflect the love that you have for us. Open our hearts to discover you in the queer places on Christmas and always. Amen. Thank you for joining us at All Places Together. If you heard yourself or someone you know in these stories today, we hope you heard God too. Thank you again to Alfie, Micah, and Jay for sharing their imaginations and stories with us for this special mixtape. Thank you to Pastor Katie and the people of Technicolor Ministries for being such great collaborators and co-celebrators for Advent and Christmas this year. There's one last episode left in this series that will come out next Sunday. Be sure you check it out. The Make the Yuletide Game merch store will stay open through the end of the week. This is your last chance to purchase something before it closes. I am deeply appreciative of our mission partners, the Virginia Synod, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, and supporters like you who share generously with APT. Thank you to those who have made year-end gifts to All Places Together. There is still time to give, though. It's not the end of the year quite yet. Even small gifts of $5 or $10 add up. You can give through our website, allplacestogether.org. Scroll to the bottom where it says Give Here. Click that button and you'll be redirected to our giving platform. We know it can be hard to give financially, so don't forget that we celebrate all of the ways you share the stories of all places together with your people in your life and online too. As you're visiting with family and friends who are traveling over the holidays, I hope you'll recommend the APT podcast to accompany them along their way. Share with them your favorite episode or this special Christmas mixtape. Until next time and next year, remember that God loves you wherever, whoever, and however you are.